Hey there, you're listening to Radio Lounge, the voice of creative entrepreneurs. This panel is all about the yes theory and using saying yes to get what you want. Uh, so I'll be the, the moderator of this panel. My name is Nicholas Belvo. I'm a photographer. I also work in as a digital marketer uh, and a public speaker. And uh, I'd like to just run through this panel so you guys could introduce yourselves and then we'll jump right in uh, into it. Maybe Steve will start with you. I already uh, insulted him once. So, uh, <laughs> Hi, people. My name is Steve. I'm Steve Daniel. I'm a local blogger, vlogger. Uh, I organize events such as brunch every month. And uh, I do marketing as well. My name is Steven. I'm from Montreal. I'm a creative entrepreneur that's uh, giving up life to move to Los Angeles to pursue his dreams, and that's it. Hi, everybody. I'm Blake. Uh, I actually started a podcast with this guy uh, back, uh, back in the summer. And uh, I worked in marketing and kind of along with the creative community doing on the business side for quite a while and now venturing into my own uh, projects. So I guess he didn't like the podcast since he's off to LA. <laughs> what happened? Oh, I'm off to Florida. Yeah. Oh, so yeah, like... Uh... <laughs> Retired right there. No, so quick announcement, I'll take over the podcast from here. And then... <laughs> Merger and acquisitions. Yeah. Right, right here. I'll sell it to you. What are you, what are you offering? Uh, I got 10 grand? <laughs> Yeah, sure. We have 24 Come on, at least 20, so we get 10 each. <laughs> hey, who said you get anything? I did. So I'd love to start with you guys, because, uh, well, how, how do you both know each other that you decide to start this podcast together, and what, what's it about? So you want the no-context version or the context version? Well, both of them are really funny. But remember, we have to, this is episode one of our podcast, so we can't spoil that much of it, otherwise none of these people will listen to it. Gotcha. That's gotcha. a good marketing tactic. Right? And this is why I came to the business side. <laughs> Um, so essentially, Blake and I were complete strangers uh, at the beginning of the summer, and we're both in a mutual Facebook group called Yes3 Montreal, which essentially is a sub-community of this YouTube channel called Yes3 that is Anybody all about... familiar about Yes Theory? Just to I see. Mean, okay. Yeah, exactly. Do you want to explain what it is? Yeah, so there are a group of guys who have a YouTube channel, and their sole objective is to go on adventures by getting out of your comfort zone. That's it. So they create videos where they do all sorts of spontaneous trips, uh, a lot of times involving strangers and things that are normally uncomfortable because they want to encourage all of the audience and pretty much the whole world to get out of your comfort zone as well. So they've created this awesome community uh, because they understand that not all four and a half million people who follow them could be friends with them to make your own friend groups wherever you are in the world. So Blake and I both joined the Montreal group uh, at different times, yeah. and uh, one day on a Saturday I was kind of just hanging out in my house, and I see a notification pop on my phone that uh, someone posted in this group, and it was Blake. <gasps> uh, <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> so Blake, I mean you could probably tell them exactly what you wrote. Well yeah, it was basically, um, well first of all, does anybody here follow What's Up Montreal at all? Anybody a fan of What's Up Montreal? <laughs> Yeah, Patrick, the big guy over there, yeah. So, uh, I'm now known on What's Up Montreal as the theme park expert. Uh, I have my own intro video and everything. But that was, um, Patrick had invited me to La Ronde to do some coverage for What's Up Montreal as kind of a replacement. And there was two tickets. I was alone, and I thought, hey, what would be a, like, crazier sort of story than, more, more yes story than to, like, post it on the Facebook group. So, I basically was, like, two hours before event time was, like, Hey, uh, you know, I have an extra ticket to the fireworks at La Home today. Does anybody want to come with me? Just message me or leave a comment or message, whatever. And I left it at that. Um, then I made him sweat a little bit because he responded pretty much instantly. 
but I had other stuff I was doing, and I didn't get back to it for like an hour or something like yeah. that. Yeah, so what happened was, literally by fate, the second I opened up my phone is when the notification popped up, and when I read it, I was like, oh, dude, I'm down. And then, so I wrote yes, uh, and the fireworks show was going to start in like, you know, two hours, and then he ghosted me for an hour, so <laughs> I thought for a long time it wasn't going to happen, but he pulled through, so I was just told that I was going to meet some dude named Blake uh, at the entrance of La Ronde, and I did. Yeah. We started chatting. That's when he pulled out the media passes and was like, we're here to take pictures for What's Up, and I was like, oh, well, this is cool. Um, and from there, we just bonded over all these spontaneous things that we've done previously in our lives, okay. uh, where me meeting Yes Theory and crossing paths with him multiple times in Los Angeles and here back home. And from him, on some trips to Guatemala and uh, Blake. Fun fact about Blake: he's visited every single Disney World on the planet. What? Yeah, there's twelve of them, uh, twelve parks, and they're not all called Disney World. Just, Sorry, we've already right. been through this, man. But uh, basically, I've been, <laughs> <laughs> so I've been to I've been to all twelve Disney parks in the world. There's uh, four in Florida, which most people around here are familiar with. There's the yeah. two in California, two in Paris, two in Tokyo, one in Hong Kong, one in Shanghai. I feel like you should always be walking around with, with like, the Mickey ears. Well, I, like, I mean, I'm wearing a Disney shirt right now. Oh, okay. It might look like a, just a Canada shirt, but it's actually from Epcot uh, in in Florida, yeah. which, funny enough, is uh, where I'm going to start working in January. Okay. Yeah, nice. so I'm going, I'm going, I'm going back. Congrats, man. Congrats. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And speaking of travel, yeah. uh, because yes, I know Steve, you travel a ton. Yeah, I try. <laughs> I try. <laughs> so what brings you to travel and like, how, how do you apply the, the yes theory into your life? Um, so for me, basically, I used to work in the corporate world. Uh, I had the, the standard come up that any parents would like. So you go to school, university, you buy a house, you buy a car, you get a career. And at 24 years old, I had all that. And I was like... This life sucks. I mean, if you have hey, it, I, I respect agree. you guys. I agree 100. That's but me right me, now. I just threw yeah, it all away. For me, like, when I was at a point where, okay, I have my career and everything, and I'm like, this life sucks, I decided to quit my job. And what I, were to you quit doing? My, I was working in sales, in telecom sales, yeah. So then from there, it was in November, and I said, next year, I just want to go watch NBA games and travel, okay? <laughs> and that's funny. That's where the yes theory comes in. Where's Patrick? Patrick's here? He's not here? Okay, so I'll talk about Patrick too. So basically, when that year started, I told my friends in like different places, I just want to travel this year. So I have a friend in LA. She's like, Steve, want to come over? Yes. I went to LA. And then I went to see my cousin in Texas. Patrick was like, Steve, I need someone to go to Mexico with me. I said, yes. We left two days later. So that year of my first year off with no job was a year where I went to see 10 NBA games in 10 different stadiums. Nice. And I did about 15 trips. And we have Disney Master, NBA Master. Oh, I love the NBA. But for me, I feel like when you say yes, you just keep on moving for me, right? So yeah. anybody here that know me personally just know that I'm always on the move. And that's just because I kept on saying yes. Yeah. Nice. And it's totally okay. So what Steve brought up, which I find was very important, is the fact that, you know, normal up and coming and then leaving everything that's comfortable to go and experience discomfort to actually get what you want at the end of the day. And this is what we're here to talk about. So exactly. I pretty much did what you did. Uh, I grew up in a, in a good family, got into a good school, had a really good job, uh, had a really good girlfriend, everything was perfect, life was happy, everyone was proud of me, and then I traveled, uh, and then I threw it all away. Right. So I dropped out of school, quit my job, broke up with my girlfriend, and just became like the black sheep of the family, but life's been like awesome ever since. But I feel like as soon as you travel and you start discovering new culture, so you talk about Guatemala before? We yeah, talk, I went, you went to Guatemala? Last, uh, last Thanksgiving, yeah. Yeah, so you talk to, like, just let's say you go to Guatemala, just discovering a new culture yeah. is, is just enough for you to be like, you know what? 
like who said I'm supposed to live where I was born? Yeah. You know, you could just want to travel, experience stuff and I'll be honest with you guys, the Canadian money over here is fucking good, man. Any, <laughs> anybody just by showing your hands has never traveled, like it never left Canada or the island Montreal? Everybody's traveled? That's good. No, But I always like to add an asterisk to this because while yes, leaving the country, sometimes you ask this question and you go to an all-inclusive resort where you land in a plane, go through customs, get on a bus, and then live in a bubble for a for like a, a week. That doesn't really count, or at least not in my books. So yeah. Like, it's important like, when you go to Guatemala and stuff that's cool about it is when you're staying there and you interact with the local people, you don't eat in the restaurant in your hotel or your hostel, yeah. but you, like, get out and you, you, you see people and you interact with the world. And it's funny I'm saying this because I'm going and I'm kind of following a little bit what you're doing a bit different where I had, like, this the corporate job, the car, comfortable house, tons of crap, and I'm literally in the process of divesting. My, I quit my job as effective January 15th, so I'm finishing a contract and... While I'm not going unemployed, I'm going just to live in Florida and ride roller coasters for a year because that's just what I like to do. But I talk about this traveling and leaving the resort and going into the real world, and I'm going to work in a place that's literally designed to trap you in the fake world that Disney's yeah. created. So I think it's funny that I'm super like anti-resort, go see the world, but I'm like, but Disney, you can go live in the little So, so you're going to go work there? Yeah, I'm going to work at Epcot in the Canada Pavilion. I'm going to be a cultural representative. So my yeah. job will be to kind of represent Canada and talk about our culture and our history and and you know, hand out maple syrup samples to everyone. Uh, no. Are you going to make puts in there or no? So it's actually funny. They don't in the park. I don't ever understood this. It's like a. It's not on the menu that in sucks. the restaurant. Yeah. It's so it's very weird. It's too greasy even for Americans. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's exciting. I'm excited to share the. I'm from Vancouver, and I've spent the last six years here in, in Montreal. Uh, I've worked all throughout the province of Quebec. Uh, you're talking. I've been to BCB. Uh, you know, I worked in Quebec. I was a territory manager, so I've kind of got to experience the polar opposites of Canadian culture. I want to say where Vancouver is very West Coast, very like Asian influenced culture, and we have Quebec, which is in a different language and a very European influenced culture. So it's been, it's it's kind of nice that I'll be able to kind of explain like there's more than one side to Canada. We don't all just wear the plaid, which yes, I will be forced to wear. Uh, <laughs> we all we don't all just wear plaid and play hockey and talk about smoking or uh, having a dart. You know, like <laughs> there's more. Of the country than that. Yeah. yeah. Now, speaking about travel, it's interesting because, like, well, Yes Theory, their YouTube channel really has travel as, as a main theme. And myself, um, last year, I, I was planning it for a while, but I essentially just took a backpack and went traveling in India for five and a half months. That was dope. Nice. Nice. Oh, sorry. It was dope. Yeah, yeah. So without knowing anybody there, I just wanted to go to the place that I felt was most different and where I know absolutely nothing. Um, finally, India is a really, I, I found, very easy place to travel if you're ever interested in going. Um, it's not like a huge cultural shock. I met other people who did feel uncomfortable, but like I had to go to the hospital three times because like different uh, ailments. But at the same time, they have like Uber for doctors, which is insane. Uh, like I needed a dermatologist because I ended up having this weird skin infection. Just go on the app, you could like live chat with a doctor, then like he says, come yeah. over. Yeah, it's nuts. Um, anyway, so, so, so yeah, travel I think is, is a big way of getting out of your comfort zone, discovering something new and having a new perspective. But unlike you guys, what I find interesting, uh, I did quit my job a, a while ago, but now after that trip, I wanted to come back and get into a new job, a field I didn't know anything about. So now, kind of like you, where you're going to have a new professional experience. Yeah. yeah. Um, do you guys find it, when, when you say yes to new experiences, it could sometimes be intimidating and scary not knowing where your path leads, right? If we're not following this yeah. typical, you have a nine to five, you, you go to call blah, blah, blah. 
Um, how do you guys, and whoever wants to answer this, how do you guys feel dealing with that uncertainty when you're just saying yes all the time to new things and, and not having that clear, defined path? Well, I'm going through that right now a little bit. There's two, I find there's two types of saying yes. There's saying, in my experience, there's saying yes to something that you can act on right now. Like, uh, hey, do you want to go to our own, like, for this media thing? He was able to act on that right now. I'm saying yes to like this job opportunity that and and, and to the co- the idea the concept of selling all of my stuff and being basically homeless bouncing between working holiday visas and just kind of living out of a suitcase and I'm not there yet I have I've had six months of slowly getting there and it's nerve wracking it's 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 not as so when you have those spontaneous moments it's yes like I'm doing it. When you have to like sit and think about your decision, but you can't undo it because you've already gotten the visa, spent all the money, sold your whatever, it's a bit terrifying, to yeah, be honest yeah. with you. I, I agree with Blake. So what I'm doing, too, is in, in the next 27 days now or whatever, I'm moving to, to L.A. Uh, I'm leaving everything here. I have no family there. I have friends who I've met less than a year ago. And uh, literally just a few weeks ago, they confirmed, yeah, like we've got the house. We're moving in. Well, you sound and like so, you have no problem making new friends. You just go on Facebook, no. you find somebody in here. <laughs> yeah, actually, the, the person who, the main person who I'm moving in with, and like my best friend, one of my best friends now, um, in March of this year, I literally slid into his DMs and just asked him a question. And from there, just it just spontaneously exploded into this awesome friendship that we have. So social media is just a great way uh, to, to, to make new friends. I know a lot of people um, look up to people on social media and think they're unreachable, but they're really not. People are, are just humans at the end of the day. We were just talking about this before of not even having to sit on stools here. We could literally just sit on the floor and eat in front of you guys because we yes. are just like you guys, right? That's what, we're, <laughs> yeah. that's what we're trying to show, right? We're not anyone different. We don't want to be different. At the end of the day, we're all humans and we're all connected in one way or another. And so just go for it. Wor- I mean, worst case, what happens if you send someone a DM or a message or you... You know, ask for their phone number in the street, whatever it may be, is they just say no. You go, sweet, and then you move on, and you'll eventually find someone who's open-minded enough to connect with you, and that's really the people you're going to want to be friends with at the end of the day. Yeah, well, it's like one of the stories that you told me uh, on one of our episodes of the podcast about uh, when you got stood up for that date. Oh, yeah, that was bad. Uh, (laughs) But this guy, so instead of making it a negative, he gets stood up for a date, he goes out on the street on a rainy day with a sign saying, I got stood up, like, do you want to have dinner? Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. and so, uh, I don't know if we want to tell the whole story here now, but it was, it, it, was, it was a, like, I, he told me about it on one of our episodes, and I was like, damn, man, I got stood up once, and I ordered three beers and drowned myself in my sorrows. So <laughs> yeah, um, but, but I, it could have easily went down that way, right? Yeah. So when it first, like, when it happened at the beginning, I was, I was livid, I'm not going to lie, I was really, really pissed. But then I kind of just told myself, okay, like you could take the situation and make something good out of it. You know, it's not a lost cause, you know, find some positivity with this. So I literally drove to Dollarama, bought a whiteboard, bought some Sharpies and wrote, I got stood up, cringe, and then, you know, um, want dinner. And I stood in the middle of like Plaza Azar for an hour, Shit. an hour. <laughs> I don't know. I got 10,000 homeless people walking up to me and asking me like, what the hell am I trying to sell? Uh, but eventually these two lovely young ladies walked up to me and said, yeah, let's go out and get some vegan food. And it was great. Two? Two. <laughs> like I I'll said, give you the sign after two. Yeah. Like I said, it was a surprising story. Okay. okay. Lots of twists. <laughs> I'm on Amazon right now. I got more for you. But, you know, the whole, the, the concept of this is you can really make something, even out of the worst moments possible, you just have to not give up and, and you know, just 
find a way to spin into a positive way. And I was horrified to stand there with a sign, literally, basically, not shaming myself per se, but you know, basically being like, this awful thing happened to me, and 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 most people would keep this to themselves because they're they're too scared to share this, and I was just open enough to share it with the world and. Lo and behold, two awesome people came up to me and made my That's night cool. awesome. So cool. the people are out there. You just gotta put yourself out there with a sign, you know, whether <laughs> physically or metaphorically, to go find these people. That's true. That's true. Don't and and quickly, just to go back again with the question of like when you say yes, what's happening behind the yes that you're saying, right? Um, like I said before, I have a background in sales, and when you work in sales, you want the other person to say yes, right? <laughs> so for me, when I think about that in my life situation, is I don't feel like a no will get me somewhere. Don't, like, don't get me wrong, okay? No is good when you have too much on your plate. Yeah. But when you say yes, this is when you're opening yourself to new opportunities. So, for example, uh, I never rock climb. And, and Emma, my friend here, was like, Steve, you want to come rock climb to take pictures? I said yes, right? And it ended up being her pushing my ass up because I couldn't rock climb. But <laughs> for me, like, this is an experience I'll, I'll never forget. So... When we talk about that, I feel like when you say yes, it's a way for you to put yourself in a in an other situation, yeah. and you cannot regret it, right? Well, that's it. Because at least you did it. No, but that's and that's. I think it's it, the the question is a lot of people come up to me when I try to be like, hey, have you seen this YouTube channel yesterday? Yeah, yeah. They're like, you mean like yes, man, where you say yes to everything? I'm like, no. And then they're like, we, if you, somebody says jump off a bridge, you say I'm like, no, 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 calm down. <laughs> it's not about that. It's when with this whole idea of saying yes is more the question why not. That's right. True. Because, like, I'm not a shy person, but I'm more of an introverted person. So I have this tendency to just, like, people are like, hey, do you want to do this? And I'm like, I'm in my PJs already at 7 o'clock. <laughs> no. Um, and so it's asking yourself, wait, why not? Why am I scared to go, with, like, meet a new person, go skydiving, go rock climbing, do whatever? Is there a valid reason? Overwhelmed, too much to do? That's 100% a valid reason. Is it just... I don't want to because I think I'm overwhelmed, but I'm just sitting at home doing nothing, then that's not really a valid reason. It's getting yourself out of that, that weight, that mindset that, like, I can't for unknown reasons, right? And I think that's what you were exactly. getting at, right? Exactly. I think it's super important because that's how you, you, you make yourself have a life that's way more interesting. Yeah. Um, both personally, it just creates, yeah, a, a more exciting daily life, but also professionally. It can make you stand out way much Absolutely. more. You have an atypical path. Where yeah. you're not just following the the guidelines and the the, the rule book yeah. um, and and testing new things yeah. professionally. Have you guys ever done anything like where well podcast might be one of them? Yeah. Like, any other examples? Maybe Steve that uh, you said yes on a project that uh, maybe you didn't have the experience for, but you thought maybe you could deliver on. Oh, it happened all the time. Everything. So <laughs> for me. Me, at the base, I call myself just a little hustler, right? Uh, since I'm born, I just, I'm just i going to hustle. I'm going to try to make money, right? I and, it, I, and one I could imagine the, you at six, Steve. Just no, like, yeah, yeah, man, with a super Selling candy bars through the door. Yo, yo, fly, but bro. I remember, um, I love music, right? And I remember my friend was a DJ, and it was like nine years ago. And it was like, Steve, I, I booked two gigs of DJ, and you told me you're a DJ, right? I wasn't a DJ. I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm a DJ. What's up? <laughs> He's like, I need you to DJ this Christmas party. I'm like, okay, I'll do it. I show up to the party. It was in a hitch suit. 300 cops. It was a cops party. Nice. And, I, and I'm the DJ and host. Bro. What? This, yeah, this was, this was crazy. This was one of the craziest moments of my life. I have to come up with games. <laughs> and Don't play cops and robbers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and there was no black people, too. Man, 
I was making some jokes that they like, but on that moment, I realized, like, shit. I said yes to this event, and this forced me to become, like, nine years later, I still DJ, right? But this was the event that got me, like, wow. If I didn't say yes to this, I don't even think I'll be DJing today. But it was good for me because it was just straight up outside my comfort zone. Nice. And the cup for a chill, so. I just want to say that like, there's this concept of following your passion and finding that thing that you love and do that soul thing and chase that. And, but I, there was a, an author, Elizabeth Gilbert, who introduced this concept of following your curiosity instead. And I think that's what you're doing, right? It's like yeah, exactly. You're letting go of this idea that you have to have one thing that you're going to do for the rest of your life. And instead, you're like, oh, that sounds cool. I'm going to like mm-hmm. go over here and try that out. And, see yeah. what happens. and I think that's takes a lot of pressure off and just makes life more fun. You know, it's it's following what interests you and it's okay to also turn back and be like, I figured out, nah, I'm not into that. Like, I don't want to do that, <laughs> yeah. you know, do yeah. that. And I, I like my sales job and that's okay too. I don't need to quit everything and run away from everything. But just being, you know, curious enough and having the courage to, to follow your, your curiosity and your interests. But I actually feel there's like two types of people. Some people would love to be master of something, right? And I, I, I respect those people. You know, like you're a fucking dope photographer, right? You're a master photographer. Me, I'd rather be a jack of all trades. You know, I do some photos, I do some videos, I DJ, I, I vlog. For me, it's just, I just want to see what everything is because it just makes my days more interesting. But there's nothing wrong because some people, they love their art and they want to be the best at it. I don't want to be the best at whatever it is. But at least I want to know what I'm doing and have fun doing it. You, man, you sound so much like a salesman. Like, uh, <laughs> I don't even trying to sell myself. No, no, but dude, but I, I started in sales too, and it's the same thing. I find that the you know people who are good in sales who have this, like, natural, who were salesmen who kind of got that. Yeah. You ask them all, we all want to be jack of all trades. It's yeah, like exactly. a natural thing. I think it's just using it in a way that isn't just boring sales. That's where it becomes important because, yeah, like, I I have a DSLR camera. I just go to La home and take pictures of things, and I walk around Montreal, take, I don't do anything with it, but I enjoy knowing that I can do it exactly. to, like, a, to a better point. And I think that's a very, like, healthy way of, of looking at it. So, yeah, I think your point is very valid about about the way you structure your life and seeking yeah. your curiosity, yeah. following your curiosity. I'll come to you, but I, I think you had your hand up too, right? Uh, I was, did, but he was before. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay, sorry. Yeah. Well, I'd just like to add to the thought of, like, I, started, I had this philosophy with a lot of things. This history is amazing. These guys are amazing. As well as, like, they're from Montreal, so it's really inspiring to have them. And when I started talking to people around me who are not creators, I feel like they're so fearful of it. Because I feel like we're in a room, like, everyone's, like, kind of creator, kind of used to have their face somewhere. And, like, not to get close into, like, you know, you say all this big thing, NBA games, like, the travel with these countries, but sometimes ordering a different drink than usual is out of your country. So no, that's it sounds true. dumb. That's true. But the first time you're like, no, this is out of, this is, let's just changing the routine. I think yeah. it's, like, the thing that, for me, even sometimes, like, I don't mind. I say yes to everything. When it comes to activities, I don't give a damn. I'll deal with the consequences when I'm there. It's fine. But it can happen of, like, and something I stole from Tim, Tim Ferriss, of, like, you, next time you go to a, a Starbucks, you sit down. Literally, you sit on the floor, and like I tried it. I was like, this is bullshit. No one is actually working. And you try it, people are like, okay. And they turn around because they don't care. <laughs> you realize that, like, yeah. Wait, just sit down at Starbucks on the floor? No, really? like, yeah. I mean, I work so, there. I wouldn't recommend it. But, I've, I've, uh, so I've also read the floor. That's what it is. You just like, hey, you have a drink, or and instead of like talking to you, just sit on yeah. the floor. But I, I think you start drinking it. I think yeah. he said the same thing, like that, that, like napping in public. I feel yeah. like that's important. Yeah. Yeah. Like, so like on the bench. What? Yeah. I'll, I'll nap in public. I love napping. I'm just curious if anybody, like, obviously we're talking about these grandiose, massive, like changes, but. 
But like, do you ever a if yourself do it in like? Put yourself in a dis, like a like seek discomfort or go outside mm-hmm. your comfort zone in your day to day life. And have you ever been like disappointed when you're out doing something mundane with somebody? What you think is like, oh, just ordering a different drink is nothing. And you see the person like, I'd like to try something new today. Oh, I'll get a pumpkin spice latte. Never mind. You know, like, do you not find that disheartening a little bit? I do. Um, but I think what, what's important is, 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 like you brought up, it doesn't have to be massive. Like, obviously, the three of us have done drastic, drastic changes to our lives, which a lot of people will never really build up the courage ever to do just because it's that, you know, yeah. horrifying. But you, if you start out small, you'll eventually get to the same spot. I'm going to steal some Tim Ferriss here yeah. because you brought it up. Um, this person wanted to uh, become a marathon runner. But instead of trying on the first day to go run two hours until he threw up, passed out, rolled around three times, kind of like how we do, um, he did four minutes of walking the first day. Four minutes of walking. And the next day, another four minutes of walking. And the day after that, and the day after that, and after a week, five minutes of walking. And eventually 10 minutes of walking. And eventually started jogging. And as you see, as this person kept doing it every single day, he eventually progressed into one of the best marathon runners in the world. But he really just started out with something tiny. And that's what we're trying to say here is you don't have to go at home right now, you know, write up a letter of resignation for your boss, <laughs> tell your mom I'm moving to Alaska to live with not penguins. But if you but want like, to, you know, let us know. That'd be amazing. Yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Little things uh, yeah, go a long way as long as you can do it consistently. Challenge yourself to do one little thing every day but for two weeks yeah. because you'll see you'll start developing habits and once you develop habits yeah. that's when your life actually starts to change but it's also like that cheesy line where a big step is a sum up of small little steps yeah. sorry yeah no like what I've noticed is like for me like I'm doing things that I, that I wouldn't have done let's say 10, 15 years ago like attending events uh, meeting people networking and I feel like like with this uh, saying yes to a lot of things has helped me grow as a person and has helped me uh, like build, try to like build my self-esteem and there's a lot of things that I want, want to do and I'm focusing a lot on, on it. Like I like to travel, like I went to Vancouver for the first time, uh, uh, my first solo trip back in August and I'm planning on doing other things. Like I'm, I don't think, like I'm planning going to New York over the, over the holidays or after I finish my semester to, for a few days that's just a, to get out there and yeah, enjoy man. the... Uh, Enjoy the uh, well, it's beautiful around uh, around Christmas time, and I feel like you know this getting out there will will, will help you grow uh, as a person. Not only that, but when you achieve a dream, even though sometimes you know the chances are are very slim, less yeah. than one percent, it's better than doing nothing, which is absolute zero percent. Yeah. So absolutely. if you have a dream, if you want to do something, even the chances are are not in your favor, you've got to try because no way, wait. Yeah. Yeah. The chances of this increase. I mean, it will only get better. Accomplishing a dream, man. When you get those feel, that feeling, that moment when you have like truly accomplished something you've dreamed of for yeah. your entire yeah, life. Yeah. If you have to push yourself in a moment ever to make yourself happy, think back. Like you're feeling like down on yourself. Things are not going well. Just kind of like bring up a picture or something and reflect on a time when you accomplished one of your dreams and try to put yourself in your shoes for that moment. If you cried then, you might cry again like later on. I know I have when it's happened to me. Like it's really powerful that sense of accomplishment, that moment when you accomplish something. So yeah, go out and chase your dreams. Yeah. One. Yeah, we have we have like a minute left. So you, a you already asked one. Go for it. Mine's not a minute. Okay, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. 
Uh, I, I like to look for principles that apply uh, to, to that, that can be applied across the board to everyone. Yeah. Right? So principles can only work with the segmented population. Yes theory to me kind of feels more like saying yes to those bigger things as opposed to just leaving your comfort zone and things like that, uh, trying things out that that's all absolutely perfect. But when it comes, there are some people where you guys are talking, and I hear you, you had a good job, uh, things are going well in life, then you let it go, right? And I find a lot of people I hear talking about these things, they have something solid and then they let that go. And that something solid gives them confidence, it gives them a place to go back to, it gives them uh, something to, to, to talk with with other people. But there's other people who have nothing. Don't start in your place, don't have a good job, who have huge debts. Does this yes theory, do you feel like it can still apply to those types? Of yeah, I'm totally not sure. Yeah. 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 Well, there we go, we have it, thank you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I was just gonna say that I think that maybe the reason why, like the three of us, are very, very strong will, very talkative, very, we've been saying yes our entire life. When I was eighteen, no, seventeen, working at Future Shop, and a massive round of layoffs, and my district manager said, "Hey, so our store manager just quit. Do you want to be the store manager for two months?" I didn't like. I said yes. I know that that's like it seems like a, but it's from the beginning when I was a little kid. When I walked into Future Shop, when I was first got that job when I was fifteen, it was because I was just buying something, and the and the the guy at sales was like, "You'd be good at this job." And I'm like, huh? He's like, "How? You know, I shouldn't introduce your manager." I didn't say, "Oh, I'm only 15. I said, "Yes, yeah, sure, whatever, let's do it." You know, I think it's so. Yes, I agree. People from from lower, but even if you're down on your luck, I have a few friends who are now like super crazy entrepreneurs. They took a chance on something that they seemed out of their out of range for them at that time. Even if job seems too good, an offer seems too good to be true. It, you know, no matter where your economic situation is, saying yes to more things can only lead to better things. Yeah. And one one thing I'm gonna add that anyone could do that's free <laughs> is networking. Doesn't matter if you live on the street. Or yeah. if you live in a mansion in the Hollywood Hills, everyone has the ability to talk to people in one way, shape, form, or another. And that is so powerful. So on that note, no, we're no, going to open it up to the networking because uh, our time is up, Steve. I, I know you want no, to I don't share, like it anymore. I'm following it right now. I want to respect <laughs> the time that was allowed to us. So okay. everybody, please give a warm welcome, a warm thank you to our Thanks for listening to today's episode. We hope you liked it. Make sure to follow us on all our social media. For more, check out creatorhq.org. Creator HQ is a community of content creators located in Montreal and beyond. Join the community. It's free.